0: You're listening to episode number 84 of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast, which is sponsored by Health IQ. Health IQ is an insurance company that can help cyclists like you save up to 33% on your life insurance. Health IQ uses specific science and data to show that physically active people have a 50% lower risk of heart disease, 20% lower risk of cancers, and a 58% lower risk of diabetes compared to inactive people. So if you're an active cyclist, and you probably are if you're listening to this show, head on over to healthiq.com slash tailwindcoaching or mention the promo code Coaching when you speak to a Health IQ agent to get your free rate quote. And now... On with the show. Welcome to the Tailwind Coaching Podcast, where it's all about smart, efficient training so you can crush your cycling goals. And now, your host, Coach Rob Manning. Yes, indeed. Welcome to episode number 84 of the Tailwind Coaching Podcast, the only podcast on the internet that makes real science real simple. The website, the Tailwind Coaching blog, my online training plan store, and the episode show notes receptacle is all available at tailwind-coaching.com. <clears throat> to make sure you don't miss anything new, and to get some training tips, tricks, and the occasional exclusive discount codes delivered directly to your inbox, you can sign up for the Tailwind Coaching newsletter at tailwind-coaching.com. You can contact me at coachrobdc at gmail.com or coachrobdc at tailwind-coaching.com. You can follow me on social media by heading over to the Tailwind Coaching homepage at tailwind-coaching.com and look for the About option on the menu bar. Now, if you enjoy this podcast, I'm going to put a link in the episode show notes, which are going to be tailwind-coaching.com slash 84. And I'm going to have you head on over to iTunes and rate the podcast. And if you give it a five-star rating, it helps me move up the ranks, helps me reach more people. And the more people that I can get this information out to, the more people get to enjoy riding their bike. And that's essentially really what the podcast is all about. There's no charge for it. I don't, uh, I don't want to charge to get the info out there. I just want to watch people enjoy doing what I love doing. And if you do enjoy the podcast and you're looking for a way to give back, consider doing some of your Amazon shopping through one of my affiliate links. It costs you nothing and it actually helps support the show, pay for bandwidth and hosting costs and things like that. And of course, for those of you who are regular listeners will know, you can take 10% off any of the training plans in my downloadable training plan store with the discount code podcast10. And Course, the episode show notes for this particular episode are going to be available at tailwind coaching.comslash eighty four, like I said earlier in the episode. Now, let's get on with the show today, and that is going to be the best time of day to train for massive fitness gains. Now, most people don't think about time of day in terms of when to do their training, right? Most people basically do their training whenever it's convenient whenever they feel like it, um, when they have a few hours free time, or when they have some free time to, to knock out a couple of workouts or a workout. So essentially, deciding when to train is sort of a byproduct of the rest of our lives, right? And that's one of the main differences between a professional athlete and an amateur athlete or a weekend warrior type of athlete, is that... Our training becomes second to the rest of our lives, the second kind of nature, a second rate approach to planning a training session. And that second rate approach leads to sub-optimal results in terms of what we're looking for in terms of our training. There is definitely a scientific basis behind optimizing training times, depending on what kind of training you're doing and what you're hoping to get out of it by really Looking at your training schedule and being very, very cautious and particular about when you train in accordance with a couple of different things, like your circadian rhythm, you're going to end up stronger. You're going to end up faster. You're going to end up more efficient. You're going to end up all of those things in less training time. I've always heard people talk about quantity, uh, quality over quantity, right? And that's the that's the whole point of a high-intensity training program is quality over quantity. So if you're throwing away workouts because of the time of day, your quality is going to suffer significantly. And you don't have the time to put in significant quantity of training to make up for that. All right? By optimizing your training time, not only Will you get better results out of it. You'll be able to recover better. You will feel better and you will have a reduced chance of injury. And that is absolutely key. Now it sounds like, oh my God, that's, that's crazy. How have we never thought about this? And it sounds like it's going to be really difficult to pin down. Well, it's really not too hard. It's essentially based on your personal circadian rhythm or your personal body clock. But to figure out your personal body clock, you have to understand what a circadian rhythm really is. And that circadian rhythm is really a daily cycle of the biological processes that happen in your body, all right? And the most obvious way of describing this to you is to talk about your sleeping cycle, right? Your body basically has this internal clock that regulates when each physiological system turns on and turns off. right? Part of your brain actually has some molecular machinery in there, which functions kind of like a pacemaker. And that particular part of your brain is called the suprachiasmatic nucleus. And that suprachiasmatic nucleus is really the key to your circadian rhythm and interactions within your body that are based on your circadian rhythm, like Hormone production, central nervous system activity, recovery, uh, recovery modulation, things like that. So in a 24 hour biorhythm, which is essentially what we all have because there's 24 hours in a day. If we start at midnight and we think of midnight as our point zero, our deepest sleep and lowest body temperature comes somewhere between two o'clock and 430 in the morning. Around 6.45 we get a sharp rise in blood pressure and melatonin secretion, or the hormone or the chemical that makes us actually sleep, stops production around 7.30 in the morning. No coincidence that that time is somewhere around sunset, uh, sunrise. Excuse me. Highest testosterone secretion in the body is around 9 a.m., so it's once you get up and once you're moving around. Your highest alertness is somewhere around the neighborhood of 9 to 10 to 11 a.m. Your greatest coordination follows at about 2.30, 3 o'clock in the afternoon, along with your fastest reaction time shortly thereafter. Your greatest cardiovascular efficiency and muscle strength, which is sort of a byproduct of rising body temperature, happens somewhere in the neighborhood of 5 o'clock. Your highest blood pressure hits you about 6.30 at night, and highest body temperature around 7 o'clock at night, give or take. Around 9 p.m., melatonin secretion begins to ramp up so that your body begins to go into a sleep-type state. And essentially, all digestion and digestive processes tend to suppress around 10, 10.30 at night. So with that little overview, pay attention to the fact that Clock times are relative to your lifestyle, right? And relative to the time of year, what time you sleep, your environment, etc., etc. All right. If you want to consider, does this apply to me? Ask yourself, do I have a nine to five job? Do I sleep 12 PM to 8 AM or somewhere in that neighborhood? And if you answered yes to that question, then that sleep wake cycle tends to apply to you. Now. Where does training fit into this? Well, there's something really important to consider. For athletes, that systemic daily variation in body temperature, in hormone production, and energy metabolism, those are all influenced by that circadian rhythm, like we just talked about. All right. If you really want to gain strength, which for most of you are listening to this in the off season, let's look at gaining strength. The primary hormone of strength generation is testosterone, okay? And its immediate counter is cortisol, which is a stress hormone. All right. So let's consider this. Cortisol output. Cortisol is a a hormone which basically keeps us alert, wakes us up, and gets us going for the day. And it's a basically a flight hormone. It's produced in response to stress, and it's designed to help catabolize muscle and tissue so that we may escape from danger. So that hormone, cortisol, is very low at night. Rises extremely quickly upon waking from our sleeping cycle, and then gradually decreases over the course of the day. Testosterone, to cortisol ratio... Is generally known as a marker of tissue, uh, tissue metabolism, tissue building. All right. And that is generally used as a measure of overtraining. I've talked about this in the past as well. The testosterone to cortisol ratio is actually highest in the afternoon and the evening. All right. So what does this mean? Well, if cortisol is dropping and testosterone is increasing in the afternoon, right, that means that. Any kind of exercise, whether it's strength training or aerobic conditioning, any of those exercises are going to cause a very small increase in cortisol and a very large increase in testosterone, right? And it because cortisol concentrations are on a decline at that time, we're talking in the afternoon, somewhere around, uh, you know, three to six o'clock. Because cortisol, ele- cortisol is on the decline at that time, any elevation will continue to decline much quicker than had you done something in the morning. So extrapolating this out, we would be able to consider that late afternoon to early evening is going to be optimal time to build muscle. Right? So if you're going to do strength training in the gym which a lot of you are doing these days, a lot of cyclists are out there and they're pushing iron and they're trying to build strength and build some muscle bulk so they can burn it up during the racing season. Afternoon's going to be your best time to do that. Right? Now there's another point of contention here, and that is specifically related to strength training and weight training is that muscle hypertrophy signaling is extremely high in the afternoon and that's according to some gene expression and cellular activation research that has been done in the past few years so if you're one of those guys who's looking to put on some additional mass um, you're maybe looking to be a better sprinter you're looking to be a track rider you want to be a better roller so you want to have more muscle mass to push power to the pedals and you're looking to do some strength training your afternoon time is going to be prime time for you to actually put on that kind of mass right now we talked about testosterone we talked about talked about cortisol and we talked about that cycle cortisol peaks in the morning tapers off testosterone begins to peak in the afternoon and then tapers off as the morning comes along the next thing to consider in terms of performance and performing for your training is core body temperature And this is really pretty well set in stone based on a lot of the research that's out there now. Core body temperature is the temperature at which your central organs and the rest of your body processes operate at, right? Enzymatic reactions, those energy-producing reactions in the mitochondria, the electron transport chain, um, the citric acid cycle, things like that are extremely sensitive to very, very minor variations in core body temperature. That is why a fever is can be such a deadly deadly thing by raising your core body temperature too much you can actually shut down enzymatic reactions and shut down energy production in your body which ultimately leads to cellular death and cellular death generally leads to human death so it's worth noting so these enzymatic reactions these energy producing reactions are very very sensitive to changes in your core body temperature Well, that being said, what's the best time for some kind of high-intensity physical exercise? Well, it's going to be when your body temperature is relatively high. When your body temperature is relatively high, enzymatic reactions will proceed at a faster rate. That's basic chemistry. By adding energy to a reaction, you increase the rate of reaction. So, what does that mean? It means that Morning is probably one of the worst times to get out and train. If you're getting up in the morning, you're getting up at six o'clock, you're trying to jump out the door and get a couple hours of riding in, your body's going to be essentially cold. Most of you will know this. You get out, you're stiff, you're sore, you're not moving well, you don't feel good on the bike. But as you get closer to that 8, nine, ten o'clock in the morning, you start to feel better. How many people, how many of you out there are so used to this? You go to a group ride in the morning and you feel like crap for the first part of the group ride. But by the time it's done, you're clamoring for more. Man, I feel really good at this point. Why am I feeling so good at this time of day? It's because your body has actually heated up. And the reactions necessary to provide energy to those working muscles are proceeding at a much faster rate. Does it make sense? Right? So, again, for high-intensity physical exercise, optimal temperature should be fairly high. Now, as it follows, core body temperature is pretty low at night. It begins to rise as you wake up and it reaches a maximum in the late afternoon to early evening hours. So, because you have that late afternoon to early evening peak in body temperature, it's no surprise that most sports records are broken in the early evening, right? Multiple randomized controlled scientific experiments have supported the fact that exercising late in the afternoon or early in the evening will give you better responses in terms of flexibility power, muscular strength, and aerobic capacity. However, endurance capacity seems to have a less pronounced effect based on circadian rhythm. However, there is still an effect, which I'll talk about in just a second after a couple of quick words from our sponsor. Hey, wouldn't it be great if somebody rewarded you for riding the bike? Well, you might not get a pro contract, but you can save up to 33% on your life insurance through Health IQ just by riding your bike. See, Health IQ knows the value of a healthy lifestyle, and they use specific science and data to secure lower rates on life insurance for health-conscious people like cyclists, just like you. It's really, really easy to do, and I've done it myself. To see if you guys qualify for a lower rate like I did, all you have to do is upload your training data, upload your race results, or even just score elite on a Cycling IQ lifestyle quiz. They can even reduce your chances of getting dinged for a positive family history or a pre-existing condition if you are otherwise healthy. So, if you really want to be rewarded for those hard miles, and I'm not talking about the top step of the podium, head on over to HealthIQ.com slash Tailwind Coaching, or mention Tailwind Coaching to an agent to get more information and to get a free rate quote. So endurance capacity seems to be a little bit less dependent on circadian rhythm and biological temperature or core body temperature than, say, for example, strength and uh, strength and conditioning type training. However, there is still some um, some effect to it, right? That being said, and that information out of the way, that background information out of the way, what's the best time to execute a training session? Well, based on the circadian rhythm of hormone, of hormonal factors, gene expression factors, core body temperature factors, the best time to schedule any training session, whether it's aerobic conditioning, strength and conditioning or core stability conditioning is somewhere between 2.30 in the afternoon and 8.30 in the evening. If those sessions last uh, longer than an hour, for example, try to push it towards the earlier part of that window. All right, And the assumption here is based on the fact that you sleep when it's dark outside and you wake up when it turns light. Um, obviously, if you're a shift worker, you're going to have to adjust this as necessary, right? to match what your core body temperature cycle is, to match what your hormonal cycle is, what your gene expression cycle is. Because again, everything tends to be based on your sleep cycle, right? My biggest comment here, um, for people who don't have that set sleep-wake cycle, students, shift workers, things like that, don't train first thing in the morning, don't go to the gym first thing in the morning. Don't jump on your bike first thing in the morning. Wait at least four to six hours after waking up before you decide to train. Now, with that being said, obviously, there's some room for tweaking in terms of this formula of training time and best time of day to train to get the most out of it. Peak performance time actually differs from, over biological activities, over different biological activities. So for example, swimming performance tends to peak later in the evening than ground-based activities like running or track and field events. Now, peak performance times and exercise adaptations or training adaptations to physical stimulus correlates strongly. So a really good rule of thumb is to figure out when you personally are at your best. For those of you who are racers, when do you like to race? When do you perform well in races? Is it in the morning? Is it at noontime? Is it in the afternoon? Is it in the evening? So pick the time that you tend to perform well and train during that time. All right. Now, let's step back here for a second because the guidelines that I gave in terms of biological clock time, all right, um, in terms of biorhythm and all that kind of stuff, circadian rhythm. Those are guidelines. There is some pretty significant, you know, interpersonal variation with people, right? Some people perform exceptionally well in the morning, even though maybe physiologically, scientifically speaking, they shouldn't, but they just do, right? There's always a mental aspect to performance and people who are morning people tend to perform well in the morning. Their training will work better in the morning because they're going to be sharp. They're going to be on it. They're going to be paying attention right? However, just because you have some kind of individual variation from that circadian biorhythm or whatever, whatever you want to call it, does not mean that you can get away with doing utterly random training at random times of the day, okay? For those of you who are not entirely sure what time of day you perform the best at, you can actually do a little experiment. Check your heart rate, resting heart rate specifically sitting in a chair nice and quiet no outside stimulus no tv no computer no phone no nothing take a one minute long heart rate that should be a resting heart rate so resting heart rate and core body temperature are very strongly correlated right the higher the resting heart rate generally the warmer your core temperature is So you can kind of get a general idea by picking a few times during the day and testing your resting heart rate. Or over the course of a week, you can build some kind of graph that shows you what time of day your resting heart rate is highest and what time of day you could be training to a greater effect, right? For older folks, for those of you who are in the middle-aged category, of which I'm starting to approach that, that area, uh, but those of you who are anywhere between like mid to late 30s and mid to late 50s, peak performance for middle aged folks tends to occur earlier in the day. So those of you who are getting up there a little bit in years, push your training an hour or two earlier. You will probably see bigger returns than if you were to go out at that five six seven o'clock hour at night. Okay. Now. All this information is great. You're saying, but coach, this, you know, this is wonderful, but I don't have the luxury of planning training sessions whenever I want. I work nine to five. I come home. I got to take the kids to soccer practice. I have to go pick up the, the dog from the groomers, etc., etc. all this other stuff, right? Real life gets in the way and our schedules have to really take into account work, study, family, um, paying the bills, you know, Picking up the dog, picking up the kids, uh, family time, going to the movies with friends, going out to the bar with friends, whatever it is. Now, yes, real life gets in the way, but that is not to say that those things are not partially excuses, okay? Not having the time to train really means that I have other things I'd rather be doing, okay? Essentially, the things you're making time for are the things you prioritize. So if you are dead serious about building that fitness, you're dead serious about making that physical change to be a better climber, to be a better racer, to be a better sprinter, to be a better time trialist, to be faster on that group ride. You have to make it a priority. Schedule it into your day just like any other part of your day. Time equals priority. Okay. I know that's a little bit of a tangent. And it kind of gets off on things, but honestly, the best time of day to train is the time of day that will get you the most return in the shortest training session. So, why not put a priority on scheduling that into your day so that you can get the training you need in the shortest possible? period of time so you have other time available you have more time available for the things that you would like to do as well so what happens if you really don't have a lot of time what happens if you're a married father of three and you're working a nine-to-five job and you have to pick up the kids from soccer practice and all that well you have a couple options here there's nothing like a pre-workout workout right So if you want to optimize training in the morning, for example, you're one of those guys that you have time before work. You don't have time after work, but you have time before work, before the kids get up, before the wife is up, before the husband's up, whoever. You can actually take a caffeine-containing pre-workout type of supplement. All right? That 250 milligrams of caffeine, and of course it should be said, Being a coffee fanatic and a coffee snob, I love my coffee in the morning. A 250 milligram dose of caffeine actually has been shown to raise neuromuscular readiness and neuromuscular signaling to almost afternoon levels. So, so what's the take on with this? If you're going to get up in the morning and train, you need to have something to kind of bump your system a little bit, right? It's worth noting that that caffeine jolt, uh, even in the morning, you still perform worse than you would at optimal peak training time in the afternoon. But you're not statistically significant in terms of the, the space or the spread of difference that you're going to see. All right. There are a couple studies out there that show this. Um, they're small sample size studies, so you might want to consider experimentation before you really rely on that. But it's something to think about. All right. There are a couple things that are tick marks against caffeine in the morning now once again this is a case where if you have to do morning training caffeine is an option but caffeine does decrease that testosterone to cortisol ratio so it'll bump that cortisol up in the morning where it's already elevated it doesn't elevate morning growth hormone levels to the same effect as the afternoon training time does and if you tend to drink coffee or take caffeine supplements on a regular basis you're going to develop that tolerance to the ergogenic effects of caffeine, which, in as little as fifty to hundred milligrams per day, suddenly you're going to realize, "Damn it, I need a bigger dose of this." And before you know it, you're ending up like a college kid in the in the weight room, popping no dose at six thirty in the morning so you can you can get your squats done or whatever. So, keep it in mind; it's an option. It's not a terribly good option, but it's better than going out cold in the morning. All right. Now, another trick that you can use, you can actually use a warm shower in the morning. Now, a lot of people have sworn by this, and anecdotal evidence says there's some truth to it, that a warm shower will help to raise that core body temperature. And as I talked about earlier, raising that core body temperature will, in turn, give you greater returns on your performance. So, a cup of coffee, a warm shower, and get out there on the bike, and you might get much much closer to those afternoon gains by actually training in the morning and of course if you're going to train at a suboptimal time there is another strategy you can use and that is to always train at that time why does this work well your body is reactive to the environment around it. If it's constantly stressed at the same time per day, it's going to adapt that circadian rhythm, that biorhythm, that hormonal rhythm to adjust that morning training stress and reduce that performance detriment that you're going to see during that morning training time. Now, for those of you who are in the US and you're Cat 4, Cat 5, even Cat 3 racers, it's worth noting that most races tend to occur in the morning, so it would actually behoove you to do much of your training in the morning so that you can offset, you can set that circadian rhythm up to offset that morning training time and that morning stimulus. So the key here is if you're going to do it wrong, do it consistently wrong. The adaptation of you know, changing your biorhythm is kind of imperfect, right? Again, the body only adapts if you train at that time, and that's several hours away from your optimal training time. So if your optimal training time, for example, is 5 p.m. and you're training at noon, you're going to have an imperfect adaptation there. There's no real incentive for your body to shift 3 to 4 to 5 hours. If you're going to train at 6 a.m. and your optimal time is 5 or 6 p.m., sure, your body has every, every, every incentive to change that circadian rhythm because you're basically flipping it, all right, 20, uh, 12 hours. You're basically flipping it upside down, all right? And additionally, it doesn't matter what time of day you train. If you're training in a suboptimal time, your body is never going to completely adapt to that, all right? Your nervous system, which is extremely adaptable, will adjust reasonably well, right? Your nervous system can be adapted to perform at almost any time. And those of you who have uh, gone through college programs, grad school programs, you guys will know this. You guys will understand what I'm saying and that you can sort of switch your nervous system to be on at different times of the day. Right? If you go into a semester and suddenly you have a hard course that's now at, um, say, 8 in the morning, and you're not particularly a morning person, by the end of the semester, you're going to be alert, awake, and ready to perform at that 8 a.m. time. Now, herein lies the problem with most college courses and most college, most college programs in that they just basically swap those hard classes all over the place and you never get set in any kind of rhythm. Right, But... If your nervous system can adapt reasonably well, your physiological systems, they follow a little bit, but they're still pretty well set on their own internal clock, right? People who train at the same time of the day, and this has actually been studied a couple of times, uh, a couple of studies that have looked up muscle size and strength gains in, um, in control groups that have trained at different times during the day. People who train at the same time, strength increases are generally higher. Uh, Muscle bulk and muscle hypertrophy gains are generally higher when training in the evening as opposed to the morning. The reason why that generally occurs is simply because that's your body's peak physiological and biochemical rhythm. So, of course, training at that time is going to be better than training any other time during the day. Right, And it also, it's also worth noting, your body will acclimate to training in the early evening by increasing circadian variations um, in your performance throughout the day, right? It's still best to train when your body is biologically primed to perform at its peak, um, because by training at that time, your body's going to go, wow, I got to perform now, I'm going to bump it up a little bit more, that is impetus that training stress is going to increase that biological primer right now a lot of science a lot of talk the exception to this rule right The, the number one the biggest exception to this rule of train when your body is peaked is for those of you who have extremely stressful jobs and or lives and sorry about that i just tapped the mic If you have a mentally exhausting profession, you are better off training in the morning or midday as opposed to after a stressful workday. It should come as no surprise that if you have an extremely mentally taxing job or you have long commutes, you have high amounts of physical stress such as manual labor or something of that nature, your body is going to be tired by the end of a day, the fatigue from that work day may actually offset the benefits of that optimal peak performance state that occurs later in the day. Um, if that is the case, I recommend that you actually try training after a day like that if you simply can't do it and the, you know, the mental capacity is not there, the motivation is not there, and you're simply not seeing benefits. Switch your training time to either noontime or earlier in the morning because even if you're doing it wrong, it's still better than training while you're significantly fatigued. Right? And of course, if you're going to change that training time away from that peak performance, that biological peak performance time, don't forget that pre-workout that you can use to prime that system. Right Now, again, it's something that takes some getting used to, and it takes a little bit of guesswork and experimentation. But for those of you who do those manual labor jobs, and I've trained a number of you that have those kind of jobs you can get really, really nice results by training or earlier in the morning. All right, That is a lot of information. I'm just looking through my show notes here and I'm, I'm saying, oh my God, that's a ton of information. The take-home message here is that not many people actually think about the best time to train. And most people don't either have the discipline or the desire to schedule their training sessions around the rest of their life. That's sort of what it means to be an amateur versus be a professional. Professionals schedule their lives around training. The rest of us schedule training around our lives, right? So think about this. It'd be a shame to put in tons of time on the bike, at the gym, in the pool, whatever you're doing. When your body's not in top gear, Not ready to take that physical stimulus and turn it into a training adaptation. And when it can't recover properly from being trained. So your take home message is here. That 24 hour cycle of biological activity, that circadian rhythm is set by that internal clock, that suprachiasmatic nucleus, right? Your sleep wake cycle is one of the many things that influences that circadian rhythm. And hormonal status, gene expression status, core body temperature, those all have a very specific circadian rhythm. They're all tied to that circadian rhythm that your body as an overall follows. When all those things line up nicely, you have a peak physical condition, a peak performance time in which your training will be the most successful. You'll get the most out of it and you'll be able to recover properly and more efficiently from that training stimulus. And that time is late afternoon to early evening. So the best time to work out, the best time to jump on the bike and do intervals, the best time to hit the gym, the best time to lift at home to do core stability work, what have you, is between 2.30 in the afternoon and 8.30 at night, if you're one of those regular sleep cycle people, that 9 to 5 person. If you're not sure what your maximum, the optimal training time is, look at your past performances. Where do you perform well? How do you feel when you get up in the morning and ride? How do you feel when you ride in the afternoon? How do you feel when you hit the gym in the morning, when you hit the gym in the afternoon? If you're not sure, chart your resting heart rate over a couple of days to a couple of weeks. The higher resting heart rate typically correlates typically corresponds to a higher core temperature and a peak performance time. By using that data, you can pick an optimal time to try and schedule your training. Now, if you can't train when your body is primed to do so, due to work stress, due to personal stress, due to other things in life that you simply can't get away from, remember, if you're not a professional, you're planning training around your life. You're not planning life around your training. And if you have to plan training around your life, remember that you have the option to use that caffeine workout supplement, that pre-workout supplement that contains caffeine. You have the option to drink that cup of coffee. You have the option to jump in that hot shower and raise that core body temperature a degree or two or whatever you have to do so that you can mitigate the poor timing of your training and attempt to get the most out of it. All right. I know some of you are going to have questions for this. There are podcast show notes at tailwind-coaching.com slash 84. If you have questions, feel free to email me and ask. Tailwind, uh, CoachRobDC at gmail.com or CoachRobDC at tailwind-coaching.com. And I will do my best to help you out and help you determine the best time of day for you personally to get the most out of your training. That's it for me today, guys. So keep the shiny side up, keep the rubber side down, enjoy your training, get the most out of your training and do it when you're going to get the most out of it to see those huge gains happen. I'll be talking to you guys again really, really soon.